Hello, this is the May Queens podcast. I'm Mary Graves. And I'm Heather. And we are the May Queens. And love is in the air this week because if you didn't already know, by the time this episode drops, we will be about two days away from Valentine's Day. So that's kind of the topic that's on everybody's minds. Uh, Heather, do you have any like go-to horror movies that you watch around this time? My Bloody Valentine, Valentine, Prowler. That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> what about you? Now, are you more of a, a My Bloody Valentine, the original, or do you like the sequ- the um, remake? I like both. I, I, I guess I like the original a little bit more, but I love how the remake has Tom Atkins in it. And then I just think it's a really solid remake, um, aside from the like six or seven minute sequence where there's the naked girl running at the beginning. But <laughs> uh, I, ag- well, okay, so I finally had a chance chance to watch the original like two or three years ago and I had seen the remake first and I think I like the remake better which might be blasphemous to some people but I just feel like it the original was just too slow for how they got to the gore and it just didn't deliver to me like uh like a Nightmare on Elm Street or a a Friday the 13th would but I feel like the remake delivered on the gore pretty well especially the the beginning when you see the first part in the mine where people are getting killed off but I think that's that early 2000s horror that for some reason I'm just really partial to probably because I was a teenager and in high school and all that stuff was happening uh, or freshman in college towards the end of the beginning of the 2000s but I will probably watch that. I know when we're doing our Twitter, we do the Twitter double feature on Thursdays. We're going to be watching Gerald's Game or Gerald's Game, Gerald's Game, which I've never seen before, but I know what it's about where a woman gets handcuffed to a bed because she's going to get kinky with her man and then he dies and she's stuck there. So I think that could be a good Valentine's Day movie. And then we're going to watch the original My Bloody Valentine. So I'm going to be giving that another look and reevaluating how I feel about it. So I'm excited for that. But for today, keeping it in the Valentine's Day kind of feels, we're going to be talking about our top three in no particular order. I didn't really rate, like rank the three that I chose. Uh, horror movie couples. And I, ha- I was texting you earlier this week that I accidentally made all three of my couples from the exact same year in terms of movie release dates. I don't know why that is all the movies all the couples from all the movies that I chose fall in 1992 which I would have been see I was born in 85 so seven six or seven depending on what part of the year the movie debuted because I think one of them debuted in April so I would have been six which also means that one of these movies might have been my introduction to horror in terms of watching it in the theaters because I know that one of these movies I definitely saw in theaters I can't remember if The Crow came out before or after that because I also saw The Crow in theaters so I probably watched some horror movies from home beforehand but in terms of actually getting to go to the theaters and watch the this movie might be one of the movies that I saw first so kind of nice to reopen a memory that I completely forgot about definitely so why don't you go first because I usually go first I'll let you go first what is one of your couples and why Dan Kane and Megan Halsey of Reanimator just because I love them both as actors and I love their characters and I mean they just have quite the ride and 
you know, they're there for one another until the end, which isn't quite the end, you know. So that's definitely why it's one of my favorite movies. So, you know, that is one of my favorite couples. Oh, it's a great choice for sure. They're, I mean, they're beautiful too. So they're just a naturally <laughs> beautiful couple. And uh, the things that he, well, that she goes through, I think the things she goes through to try to keep them together through all the mistakes he's making letting in um, Jeffrey Combs' character, I can't think of his name, into their lives too. Hell, the cat gets killed and she's still in love with this guy. Like if I had a man and he was partially responsible for one of my pets dying, uh -uh, I'd be gone. So it takes a lot of, I, I guess, strength to, to see the good in this guy. Cause it wasn't his fault, but I would always think about him and then my dead cat, so. <laughs> But uh, also great movie. I've never, I do not think I've ever seen the sequels. I've seen the original a few times, but I don't think I've seen the sequels. So I have no idea, like the way the original ends, does she come back in the sequels? You get spoiled. Uh, okay. Uh, the second one's Bride of Reanimator. Okay. So that is her. She is the Bride of the Reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the third one's uh, Beyond Reanimator. And it's just Jeffrey Combs is in it. I want to say they're like somewhere I can't remember where it takes place but they're somewhere else and it's him and some new dude so that one's kind of different you know they're still doing the re reanimating but different storyline for sure okay okay so great first pick I definitely see the love in the air between those two let me bring in my first pick which is I think it's a classic pick that a lot of people, again, probably my age think of, and that is Mina Murray and Count Dracula, played by Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman in the uh, 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. It's just a timeless movie, and I know that you can make the case that the real couple there is Mina and Jonathan, who is played by Keanu Reeves, but it is all about Mina and Dracula throughout that movie. Dracula starts as Prince Blood, and he loses his, his love of his life, Elisabetta, and she's basically reanimated. It's not like it's just a lookalike, a doppelganger or something. It's actually her reanimated into, an, reincarnated into a new person. And the memories just kind of come back once they, they get together. And she chooses, she chooses to have him bite her and drink his blood. It's not like she was tricked into it. It's not like, I mean, he stalked her. Yeah. If it weren't a lovely vampire story, this would be totally creepy. But he, she chose to let him in. He gave her the chance to walk away and not try to turn her like he did his mistress vampires that were waiting back at the castle for him. But she lets him because she doesn't want to have this death in her life anymore. Even though when you really think about vampirism, it's death all the time. So I, I don't think she fully understood what she was getting into. But she chose him over her own lover fiance because or I think they were married at that point already but she did choose him and in the end when the big fight goes down and the big chase scene happens she's the one by his side and she knows that she has to, to let him go to bring peace to him as well as to everybody else and to save her own soul but if it weren't for him being so badly injured she would have just stayed at the castle with him and became a vampire but the humans got to him and she had no choice. 
So I don't know what that would mean for her relationship with Jonathan after all of that. I, I assume that they would have stayed together. But if I were Jonathan, I'd be looking at her like, I don't know. I don't know about you. I think we might need to get a, like a separation, maybe a divorce. So. Right. <laughs> what do you think of that movie, that couple? Um, I think they're a beautiful couple. I mean, despite the circumstances going on and everything, but yeah, they're a really great couple and um, I love them together. That's Gary Oldman, Dracula, right? Yes. Yeah, they're my favorite Dracula couple. So they're my favorite couple from a Jack Dracula franchise or whatever. <laughs> but I love them together. It just sucks, you know, that poor Keanu got caught up in the middle of it all. That would have been hard to have been Winona or I forget her character. What's her name again? Mina, Mina? Murray. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, that's just rough for her to have to decide between the two. But I mean, what more can you do? So. And who wouldn't choose a count over the accountant for the count? Was he an account? He was like an accountant or something. Some sort of business guy who's trying to help him buy like a building or something in, in England. But, but yeah, there I you know, I can't even think like I've seen the original Dracula, but the couple doesn't really stand out as much to me. I feel like they really, really lean into the romance in this Dracula versus pretty much all other vampire movies until you get to Twilight. And then they just, they teenaged it up. So it's not as much fun. They had a lot of pretty artistic scenes, like all throughout this movie too. It was really beautifully shot. And the music too, it's just really intense the entire time. And you really feel the horror and the horror parts and then the romance and the romance parts it just fits so very well yeah it really does all right so what is your second couple on your list okay so i guess i'm gonna go with stephen price and evelyn of house on haunted hill the remake that's yeah it would be stephen price and evelyn of house on haunted hill the remake they were like just the bad couple that they were just so bad like they fought the whole time he's trying to kill her Pretty sure she was trying to kill him too you know and they were i don't know for some reason i just really liked them they it was between them and then jack and wendy torrance for me because they both had that toxic love but i'm like well invested in both relationships to where i just can't help but love them i think with uh house on haunted hill they're such horrible people just both of them they're both greedy and they're both just vicious and manipulative that it's like they're so perfect for each other it's weird that they can't see it like or, or they I guess they've been so awful to each other instead of teaming up and using their evil on everybody else They'd make the perfect power couple, but like of evil. So that's, they're in the, it just makes them fascinating to watch when you're watching them. Yeah. I mean, like you can't help but wonder what's, what's going to come next from them. And, you know, for as much as they hate each other, there's like so much passion within, within the two of them. Yeah. I just, everything you said, I agree with. They're just, they, you can't like not watch them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. That yeah. brings me to my number two for my second couple another kind of controversial well, this one's more controversial than than dracula for sure and that is the movie sleepwalkers charles brady and tanya robertson which i didn't realize her name was tanya robertson until i rewatched this movie uh which is funny because we've talked about tanya roberts on the show who's an actual 
actress. So I wonder if she was inspired. This character was inspired by her. But Tanya Robertson is actually the victim in this movie. And Charles Brady is a manipulative sleepwalker, which another vampire movie, basically. They, they talk about it in the definition of what a sleepwalker is at the very beginning of the movie. That sleepwalkers are an old version of the vampire myth that might have actually inspired the vampire myth where it's both a mixture of vampire and feline but they're actually vulnerable to cats this might be one of the only movies i've i've watched where there's so many dead animals in it and i still love this movie <laughs> Because it's like the, the cats rise up and they get their revenge. So I feel like it's, it's okay in the end. Like, it's not okay that the animals are dead. But the cats get them back for it. And they may have completely eliminated their species, which is very cool. Uh, <laughs> but the reason why I think that Charles Brady, even though he's technically, he's the enemy, he's the villain, and Tiny Robertson are the couple in this is because I feel that he was starting to make a connection with Tanya, especially the, the graveyard scene before she's like, I would like to move forward with you taking advantage of me. And he decides to try to eat her soul and stuff. He actually seems to be pushing her away at one point where he's like, you don't know me that we should, you know, take it slow. And the way he talks about Tanya to his, his mom, who I think is his mom in a sire way. Like she may have made him into a sleepwalker. We don't know how sleepwalkers get made. We don't know if they're created the way a vampire is created or if a sleepwalker is just born a sleepwalker and then dies a sleepwalker. So I feel like maybe she may have made Charles into a sleepwalker. But they haven't seen any sleepwalkers since. So they they think they're the only ones of their kind. And I think that desperation to keep their 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 creatures alive, to keep their their species afloat, is ha has added pressure onto them to stay together. But I think that if Charles Brady had been given a legitimate choice, that he would have chosen to leave his mom, Mary Brady, and stay with Tanya and run away. Or if he wasn't a creature at all, if he was just a human, his natural progression would be to be with Tanya because they had this like dark, let's hang out in a graveyard and do sketchings thing about them. So I feel like that might be a controversial thing that the couple there, I feel like the couple that is in this movie is most people would see it as Mary Brady and Charles Brady, the mother-son duo that couldn't get enough of each other. But I really feel like if Charles was given a choice, if he didn't have this obligation to feed what might be the only other one of his kind in the world to take care of her, which by the way, I don't understand why she couldn't take care of herself. She's clearly capable of killing human beings and, and determining who's a virgin and who's not. But if he didn't have that obligation that he would naturally progress to be with Tanya. So that's why I would consider them the couple of the movie. And one of my favorite, like really controversial star-crossed lovers type of couple. What are your thoughts on this movie? On this couple? I'm trying to remember. I've not seen it in so long. The lead intro, she had dark hair, right? Yeah, she had like a, like mousy brown hair. Played by, um, her name is so hard to pronounce. I think it's pronounced Machen Amick. Uh, and she's been a few in a few things. She's in Twin Peaks. I know you're a Twin Peaks fan. Yeah, that's yeah. She's in there, and uh, she's in Riverdale also. That's right. Remember. She's a teacher, isn't she? And that one, I cannot. I haven't watched it. Only watched like season two. I can't remember what she does. I don't know. If she's a teacher. She is Betty's mom. That's all I remember. 
and then yeah she was state Ted's dad and uh she was in the witches of east end that only lasted for two seasons oh i didn't realize that i loved that movie she was one of my oh, favorite characters in it too is, was that the one with jenna dewan tatum or no maybe she has really dark hair right mm -hmm. i think she was in that was she like in love with two brothers yeah well she was in love i think with oh, she I, I can't it's been a while since i watched it but i think she was engaged to be with one brother but she fell in love with the other brother after meeting him i think all i know is that her and her sister keep dying in like different generations and the mom and the aunt keep bringing them back to life or, or something like that but they never finish the story and yeah. it makes me angry i really want them to bring that back i wish they would i uh, i remember that more than i remember uh sleepwalkers well wow. i had to rewatch sleepwalkers because it had been a while since i i watched it too like the other two movies on my list i i didn't well Granted, I've rewatched both of those two over the last couple of years, but Sleepwalkers, I haven't watched in a long time. I've got it on DVD, part of my mom's collection, but I have it and I just have it. And I know, I know if Scary Godmother listens to this, she'll love that we brought this up because this is one of her favorite movies. But this is a movie I watched a lot as a kid and I don't understand why people hate it so much because I watched it again a couple of days ago and I'm like, this is still a really entertaining movie. Yeah, Ron Perlman. <laughs> You got the the corn being stabbed in the back of the guy's back. You got Clovis, the cutest cop cat in the world. Uh, his partner, I love his human partner. I love that guy who I just watched a episode of Tales from the Crypt that he was in. So it's I still like that movie. I don't understand why it gets so much hate. I'm gonna watch it. The first time I saw it, I was I was little too, and I never I always liked it. I don't see why anyone has a problem with it. Yeah, people got weird taste, or people try to have such refined taste that they forget that movies are supposed to be entertaining too they're not just supposed to be like so artsy that they lose all personality like you would have an art film like from stoker's dracula and it's super artsy but it's also super entertaining and it's highbrow but you could have a lowbrow highly entertaining movie and it's still art too it's just it's a different type of art movies are subjective you can love what you love you can hate what you hate don't hate the people who love what you hate right like like don't hate movies that are okay and other people love <laughs> that's my soapbox for the day <laughs> all right we are on to our last couples what is your number three couple uh mary kelly and inspector frederick aberline uh from hell oh god i haven't seen that forever like i don't know if it's really counted as a couple or not but i mean to me you know they were they were a couple to me whether it was official or not but i just love the relationship that was building between mary and frederick you know johnny Depp and heather graham uh you could tell that he genuinely cared for her and he would have done anything for her and it kind of has that you know it's kind of like a romeo and juliet thing almost not in a sense I mean, it's kind of like a horror Romeo, Romeo and Juliet to me because like, I feel like they deserve to be together and, you know, fate just worked itself out in the wrong way and it never happened, but they had like so much love for one another despite, you know, all the killings going on around them. That's probably what drew them closer, but um, it's kind of know. like, a, it's like an unrequited love, yeah. but on both sides, like they both could sense it, but just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. And then the ending sad <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Because I haven't seen this in a, a while. I just want to confirm. Johnny Depp dies of a drug overdose in that, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, they find him in an opium den or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then she's left like standing on like a, it's like in the, she's like on a cliff or something or like surrounded by water. I don't remember, but she has her friend's little girl. Was it a little girl or a little boy? I can't remember, but um, she was taking care of him or her. This is a tragic love. Well, you know, for some people without tragic love, they wouldn't have any love at all in their life. So very relatable. <laughs> What's your number one pick? Mine? I mean, it's my third, co- I guess it's maybe it is my number one pick out of all of them because it is, is one of my favorites and it's more of a horror comedy but I think it counts. And this this is the one that I think might have been the first technically horror movie I've ever seen in theaters. But it's more like along the lines of Return of the Living Dead where it's not quite a horror, but there's some horror moments in it. And that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The original with Christy Swanson playing Buffy and Luke Perry in peace playing pike and my couple of course is buffy and pike and as much as i love love the series of buffy the vampire slayer i always wish that they had brought back pike in some way because he was just such a fantastic character he was basically a townie with david arquette's character and he runs into buffy at the movie theater and they just hate each other he thinks she's some stupid blonde she thinks he's some poor townie douchebag and they keep running into each other vampires happen and they end up teaming together to save the world or at least LA and the way that the romance blossoms between them is just absolutely iconic the whole scene where they're at the dance and she's got the 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 80 well I guess it's 90s a white dress that's almost 80s because it's right on that border there and he's got the leather jacket on because he's a bad guy he's a bad boy and he pulls out the fake rose that he stole from the the decorations and that i think it's toad the wet sprocket song totally 90 is playing in the background as they dance uh just that's god that's probably not just an introduction to horror movie for me but it's also like my status of like what I want in a relationship. I want a pike. I want a guy who's going to fight evil with me, even if I'm stronger than him in the relationship, like physically, like that's not going to matter. He's still going to fight his hardest. I'm going to fight my hardest towards our goal, whether it's saving the world or I don't know, business or something. <laughs> and uh, then they write off into the sunset on a motorcycle together, maybe it was sunrise because they fought all night so it's probably sunrise but that couple that couple probably had a really good early impression on little mary growing up so that's yeah probably put that one at number one <laughs> that's a good choice um i like them really well together also they're definitely entertaining they had great chemistry you can't help but love luke perry and christy swanson was a great introduction to buffy so they they were a great team together like defeating everyone and everything i'm like you that would definitely be a couple goal uh i can't think of anything i don't like about them i mean you know it's also sad because it's not just luke i mean now looking back on the movie luke perry's not the only one that's gone rucker howard died recently too and he played the original main vampire in that movie so you know it's extra sad to go back and watch that movie now donald sutherland is still alive knock on wood he still lives for a while I keep, I keep having to remind myself that he's still alive too. I never see him in anything. 
but a uh, great actor playing her first watcher. And that's so funny because I think that's the first movie I've seen him in too. And he was already a classic skilled actor at that point and doing Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And oh, there's another movie that I haven't watched, but it's on my list for Terror Tuesdays. And it's one that's set in Venice, Italy, where his daughter died and he thinks he's seeing visions of his daughter still being alive. But the ending is supposed to be that when he runs into who he thinks it's his daughter, it's really a little person in a red coat who's been serial killing people around town the entire movie and kills them. I can't remember the title of this movie, but I know it's on my list for Terror Tuesdays because I'm trying to to scratch all these movies off of a, a specific list. Bravo's 100 scariest horror movie moments of all time. Like I have this list printed out from when I used to watch this show in, in college. And I've been just one after another, just trying to get all the movies watched. So by middle of next year, by like March of next year, I should have them all watched and I will be done with that list. But that's just a little hint for my Terror Tuesday schedule. You just don't know what order they will be in. So I can't wait to find out about that one. <laughs> uh, I, something with like dark in the title. I just can't remember what it what it's actually called, but that's a great movie. And uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think is a great movie. And I love that couple. That's definitely couple goals right there. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our list. We just knocked those out one right after another today. This week, what do you have going on? By the time this airs, it'll be Friday and we're recording on Wednesday today. I don't have anything going on this week. My kids are out of school for winter break, so. <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, I don't have the kids thing going on, but pretty much the same on my end. I took this week off for, for most things because I just needed just a, my own little winter break, I guess. So I don't, the only thing I have coming up other than our stuff dropping is my Twitter thing that will happen the day before this drop. So y'all, uh, you'll either have been there or you have missed it at this point, but we'll be doing the double feature on Twitter where we're going to watch Gerald's Game and My Bloody Valentine. And we're going to be live tweeting that. And if you are listening to this and you're like, I would like to do this with you at some point, please join us. It's every Thursday. Halloween year round is the person that hosts it we get silly and if you haven't seen it yet go to my instagram page i recorded myself during last week's twitter double feature doing the grudge voice which i didn't know i could still do so that was that was fun i'm not gonna attempt it now because it i don't think it's good for the vocal cords <laughs> yeah. but basically you start off with like a vocal fry and you get lower and then you go uh... <laughs> yeah see okay i can still do it i think once you have like a really dry throat from talking all the time it's easier to get into it yeah definitely. but uh other than that i am retooling some stuff i want to bring some more i guess special effects to the things i'm doing terror tuesdays the stuff on youtube i will eventually be putting out so i'm doing a lot of research during my downtime so hopefully in the next couple weeks things will be coming out so stay tuned any special valentine's day plans no um i don't know probably not <laughs> i'm just probably gonna watch movies and probably eat i don't know i might go get some like get a lobster tail and cook that or something nice nice uh, probably the same minus the lobster well, probably minus the lobster in my end but uh yeah no special valentine's day plans fellas uh <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm going to call it a night. Thank you for joining us. Remember, if you are listening to us, you could also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at MayQueensPod. And check us out on YouTube if you're listening to this and not watching it. And if you are, yeah, it's just May Queens. So just search May Queens and you'll find us pretty easily. And then if you are watching this and not listening to it, we are available in most podcast places, including Spotify and iTunes. So that's it. I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, girl.